Editorial Planeta de Agostini presenta Curso de Inglés Second Level Unit 55 Speaking Poets, playwrights and novelists Listen carefully to these sentences and dialogues and then repeat them. Pay attention to the stress. All the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. Wasn't Shelley the poet who wrote Ode to the West Wind? I think there's something about the poetry of Keats and Byron in the encyclopedia. There's nothing about drama in the contents. The novel is certainly the most interesting literary genre in the mid-18th century. You don't like Jane Austen, do you? Beowulf is the great English epic poem. He's already read all of Wordsworth's ballads and sonnets. I love the first stanza of T.S. Eliot's love song of J. Alfred Prufrock. I've just read all of William Shakespeare's tragedies. Sam and George have gone to see a play by Tennessee Williams. They're doing some of George Bernard Shaw's comedies at the drama festival. This is a tragic comedy about a man who travels to New York with his wife by train. He's been writing a new farce about life in East Grinstead. Waiting for Godot is Samuel Beckett's most famous play. Who's your favourite American playwright? We've been studying 20th century novelists this year. You know, James Joyce, D.H. Lawrence, Ernest Hemingway. Do you like them? No, I prefer writers like Charles Dickens and Henry Fielding. Have you got anything on 19th century American prose? Which writers are you interested in? Herman Melville and Edgar Allan Poe. Have you read my new poem yet? Yes, and it's awful. The lines don't rhyme and there are too many stanzas. Well, it's free verse. Speaking. In the bookshop. If you want to ask for a book in the United Kingdom or in the United States, listen and then repeat. Good morning. Can I help you? No, thanks. I'm just looking. Good afternoon. Can I help you? No, thanks. I'm just browsing. Good morning. Can I help you? Yes, I'm looking for a copy of Hard Times. Have you got the Penguin edition of Macbeth? No, I'm afraid we're out of stock at the moment, but we've got the Oxford University Press edition. I'm looking for a book called Catch-22. Who's it by? Joseph Heller. I'm looking for a book called To Have and Have Not. Who's the author? Ernest Hemingway. I can't find it in our catalogue, I'm afraid. Who's the publisher? It's published by Abacus. Have you got anything by John Dos Passos? Yes, in the American Literature section on the third floor. Speaking. She said she was my friend. Listen carefully to these sentences and then repeat them. Remember to pronounce that with the schwa. She said that she loved him. She told him that she loved him. I love you, she said. She said she loved him. She told him she loved him. She said to Tom she loved him. What the hell, he said. Give me another double whiskey. He told me there was a beer in the fridge, but there wasn't. She told him to leave the room, and then she stole his money. 
She said she was my friend, but really she hated me. The cowboy told Jake to get off his horse. I asked him his name and he said Bond. James Bond. Where do you come from? I asked. Dead Man's Gulch, he replied through his moustache. Where are you going? asked Julius. I need a knife to cut the turkey. Why? said Brutus. We haven't got the cranberry sauce yet, answered Julius. The king's wife told him there was a poor man in the woods. What's he doing? the king asked. He's getting some wood for his fire, replied the queen. Kill him, the king said. Nobody steals wood from my forest. Speaking. Dick said he had been to London. Listen to these sentences and then repeat them. There's a play by Shakespeare at the Old Vic tonight, Tom says. Tom says that there's a play by Shakespeare at the Old Vic tonight. You're the picture of health, he said. He said she was the picture of health. Go to hell, George said to me. George told me to go to hell. I was sitting in my study one day when I heard someone at the door, he said. He said he was sitting in his study one day when he heard someone at the door. I have been to London to see the Queen, Mr Whittington told us. Mr Whittington told us he'd been to London to see the Queen. Mr Kurtz had been in Africa for nearly 20 years, Marlowe said. Marlowe said Mr Kurtz had been in Africa for nearly 20 years. I was living with the Trotwoods when I met him, said Mr Copperfield. Mr Copperfield said he was living with the Trotwoods when he met him. Mr Copperfield said he had been living with the Trotwoods when he met him. This book isn't mine, it's yours, said the fat old gentleman. The fat old gentleman said that book wasn't his, it was theirs. I'm going to see your uncle tomorrow, Squeers said to Nicholas. Squeers said to Nicholas he was going to see his uncle the day after. I'm feeling a little bit strange today, said Betsy. Betsy said she was feeling a little strange that day. I haven't seen your father since yesterday, Mrs Haggle told the child. Mrs Haggle told the child she hadn't seen his father since the day before. Listening. Autobiographies and encyclopedias. Listen carefully to these sentences. Can you hear the secondary stresses? He's just written a new biography of Ernest Hemingway. I like reading the autobiographies of novelists. Could you tell me where I can find encyclopedias, please? All of the latest literary magazines are on the periodical rack. You can get all of D.H. Lawrence's novels in paperback. I think Charles Dickens's novels are absolutely wonderful. There's an advertisement in the newspaper for a new edition of Shakespeare's plays. This is the only real example of an existentialist novel in the English language. Why don't we make a photocopy of the first two chapters? In Akibi's book, an underdeveloped nation is destroyed by European colonists. Listening. Bookworms and science fiction. Now listen carefully to these sentences. Pay attention to the secondary stresses. There isn't a bookshop in London that sells South African poetry. Have you seen the dust cover of his latest novel? It's awful. You'll find a lot of Tennessee Williams plays in the lending library as well. 
I got a really nice edition of Jane Austen's novels from a bookstall in Charing Cross. If you look in the third book stack on the left, you'll find 20th century drama. My parents gave me a book token, so I bought a copy of Sidney's Sonnets. I saw a big reference book on modern novelists in the reference library. When he was 33 years old, he started writing tragicomedies. The dust jacket says it's based on the first edition of Shakespeare's plays. Do you think science fiction is literature? Conversation. The 1860 edition. Well, have you found it yet? Just a moment, Miss Prim. I'm looking. Is this it? No, you are a silly boy. This is the 1873 edition. We need the 1860 edition. No, it's okay. I think the 1873 edition's fine. No, it's not okay. We have the 1860 edition somewhere. Professor Cartwright borrowed it last week. Is this it? No, no. We're looking for the poetry of William Morris, not George Morris. You are a fool, Thomas. Sorry, Miss Prim. I can't find it. Come down. I'll look for it. Really, if you want something done, do it yourself. Could you hold this book for me a moment, please? Yes, certainly. Now then. Morris, Morris, Morris. Uh, excuse me? One second, please. Thomas? Did you put it back in the right place when Professor Cartwright brought it back? Well, actually, Miss Prim, you took it. Don't be absurd. Excuse me? Please don't interrupt. I'm sure it's here somewhere. But, Miss Prim... Thomas! It's not here. What have you done with it? Miss Prim, I've got it here. You've got it there? Where did you find it? You gave it to me a moment ago, before you went up the ladder. <laughs> did I? Oh. Well, have you found it yet? Just a moment, Miss Prim, I'm looking. Is this it? No, you are a silly boy. This is the 1873 edition. We need the 1860 edition. No, it's OK. I think the 1873 edition's fine. No, it's not OK. We have the 1860 edition somewhere. Professor Cartwright borrowed it last week. Is this it? No, no. We're looking for the poetry of William Morris, not George Morris. You are a fool, Thomas. Sorry, Miss Prim. I can't find it. Come down. I'll look for it. Really, if you want something done, do it yourself. Could you hold this book for me a moment, please? Yes, certainly. Now then, Morris... Morris. Morris. Uh, excuse me? One second, please. Thomas, did you put it back in the right place when Professor Cartwright brought it back? Well, actually, Miss Prim, you took it. Don't be absurd. Excuse me? Please don't interrupt. I'm sure it's here somewhere. But, Miss Prim... Thomas! It's not here. What have you done with it? Miss Prim, I've got it here. You've got it there? Where did you find it? You gave it to me a moment ago, before you went up the ladder. Did I? Oh. The Great Writer. Ooh. Look at that. And here is the study where the great man worked. When was he born? In 1795. And he lived until he was 86 years old. He died in 1881.
Is this him? Yes, that's right. Don't touch it, please. It's very fragile. Was he very popular when he was alive? Oh, yes. His novels were very popular in the 19th century. But the critics didn't like him at all. Didn't they? No. The reviews of his novels from that period are awful. One of the critics said he was a man with the brain of a boy and the pen of a monkey. And what did he say? He told the critic that it was better than having the pen of a boy and the brain of a monkey. The critic didn't like that very much. What are these? They're the original editions of some of his novels. Please don't touch. They are extremely valuable. What did he think of the other writers of his time? Well, he said he had read all of Dickens's novels and liked them very much. But he thought Thackeray was boring. Who's this? That's a picture of his third wife, Miriam. Please don't... And here is the study where the great man worked. When was he born? In 1795, and he lived until he was 86 years old. He died in 1881. Is this him? Yes, that's right. Don't touch it, please. It's very fragile. Was he very popular when he was alive? Oh, yes. His novels were very popular in the 19th century, but the critics didn't like him at all. Didn't they? No. The reviews of his novels from that period are awful. One of the critics said he was a man with the brain of a boy and the pen of a monkey. And what did he say? He told the critic that it was better than having the pen of a boy and the brain of a monkey. The critic didn't like that very much. What are these? They're the original editions of some of his novels. Please, don't touch. They are extremely valuable. What did he think of the other writers of his time? Well, he said he had read all of Dickens's novels and liked them very much. But he thought Thackeray was boring. Who's this? That's a picture of his third wife, Miriam. Please, don't... Listening exercise. Where are you going? Pyle asked. I have to do some shopping, replied Greta. Tom's coming back next weekend. She left the house. Pyle sat in front of the window. He looked at the grey winter clouds and the dirty southern sky. Greta had said Tom was coming back next weekend, but she didn't really know the truth. The truth was Tom was never going to come home. Pyle remembered his son's face. It was a boy's face, not a man's face. He hadn't been twenty-one when he went. Don't worry, Dad. I'll be okay. We'll be home for Christmas, he had told him. How was he going to tell Greta? Good morning. Can I help you? Yes, I'm looking for a book called The Candle in the Wind. Oh, I don't know that one. Who's it by? It's by T.H. White. Mm. I can't see it in the catalogue. Who's the publisher? Macmillan, I think. Uh, yes. Uh, here it is. Is it in paperback? No, it's not. It's in hardback. And how much is it? £33. My goodness, that's a lot. Oh, well, I have to have it. Where can I find it? It's in the English literature section on the fourth floor. OK, thank you very much. You're welcome.
Unit 56 Speaking The Animal Kingdom In these sentences, remember to pronounce the first E and the IE of species with the sound of the EA in P. There are millions of species in the animal kingdom. Worms and slugs are invertebrates, aren't they? He was walking at a snail's pace. Butterflies love this plant. When he opened his wallet, a moth flew out. Waiter, there's a beetle in my soup. Frogs and toads are both amphibians. The boss was there with his two slimy toadies. You can find the snakes, the tortoises and the turtles in the reptile house. Her husband's really snaky, isn't he? Frank Hodgkiss is the famous lounge lizard who works in the accounts department. All the passengers had jumped into the water before the ship turned turtle. The eagle is my favourite bird. That pigeon has just done something on the bonnet of your car. Let's buy some bread to give to the sparrows. He's a real night owl. He gets home at two o'clock every morning. Penguins are really good at swimming. I think he's got bats in the belfry. He keeps a horse in his bedroom. Some Australian mammals are marsupials. Speaking. On the farm. In these sentences, listen carefully to the pronunciation of used to, then repeat. When I lived on a farm, I used to clean the pigsty in the stables every week. Didn't Sophie used to live in a big farmhouse in Hampshire? We used to have a large herd of cows, but it isn't easy to keep livestock. The farmer was in the cowshed when the bull came in. I love breathing the fresh, clean air of the farmyard. We used to have a lot of chickens, geese and ducks in the barnyard. We used not to have many sheep and lambs, but now we've got a large flock. Don't get angry. It's like water off a duck's back as far as he's concerned. I can hear strange sounds from the hen house. I think the cocks got in. Here's Ethel Armstrong and her hen-pecked husband. I think Roger's a male chauvinist pig. The black sow had 18 piglets last night and Gertrude the goat had two kids. Those two women talk till the cows come home sometimes. She really gets my goat. You know what I mean? Daisy's calf was born last night. How many calves have we got now? I don't think that's a sheep. I think it's a ram. A herd of cattle was grazing in the field. The speakers in these sentences are American. I never used to hear that rooster in the mornings. Grandpa and Grandma of a farmstead in Ohio. What the hell? There's a bull in the cowhouse. His wife discovered his affair with Martha Bernstein. That really cooked his goose. That guy really is a turkey, isn't he? Listen, take the bull by the horns. Ask the boss for the assistant manager's job. I'm used to being a chicken breeder. I've been doing it for 25 years. Speaking. Wild animals. In these sentences, remember to pronounce the U of must with the schwa and the U of mustn't with the sound of the U in cut. A mouse which weighs six ounces has to eat six ounces of food every day. 
We must do something to save the wild animals of this country. Female foxes need to find a large hole in the ground when they want to have cubs. I've got to take some photos of the deer in the park for my magazine. You mustn't feed the grizzly bears. If you want to see the badgers in the wood, you have to be very quiet. I must go home to feed my rabbits. We've got rats in the attic, I'm afraid. Kangaroos and koala bears are marsupials. The duck-billed platypus is a very strange animal. <laughs> the speakers in these sentences are American. Listen carefully and then repeat. Wolves used to be very common in the United States, but now there are a few of them. A male grey wolf usually stays with the same female all his life. Raccoons always wash their food before they eat it. Coons are extremely good at swimming. When you come to the United States, you must go to Yellowstone National Park to see the bison. Speaking. It's worth going on safari. In these sentences, remember to pronounce two with the schwa. I agreed to go to the zoo with them to see the lions and tigers. William attempted to give some peanuts to the lioness, and he's now in hospital. When he saw the rhinoceroses, he chose to go another way. Do you dare to go for a ride on an elephant? We managed to see some zebras on safari. The zoo arranged to buy some antelope from Kenya. We expected to find some hyenas, but we didn't. He was planning to go to Africa to study the leopards there. You wish to make a monkey out of me, don't you, Carruthers? We can't afford to go to the safari park this weekend, I'm afraid. The chimp refused to eat the banana, which was rather strange. You promised to write an article about giraffes. Lady Spriggs and I wished to go for a ride on a camel. The rhinoceros kept coming towards us, so we went up a tree. We went on watching the reindeer all afternoon. It's worth going to the zoo just to see the chimpanzees and the parrots. If you get too close to that polar bear, you'll risk losing a leg or something. I can't help thinking that tigress wants me for dinner. It's no fun taking close-ups of wild gorillas. It's no good going on safari if you don't see any elephants, is it, Harold? It's no use going on safari if you aren't going to shoot anything, is it, Captain Killam? Listening. 60,000 bison. In these sentences, listen carefully to the sound of the D at the end of words. When I lived on a farm, I used to get up at six o'clock every morning. The rhinoceros was annoyed by my wife. The chimpanzees were frightened by the tiger. We threw some peanuts to the chimps and gorillas at the zoo. I took a really bad photo of an elephant which was coming towards us. In 1850, there were more than 60,000 bison in Montana. Polar bears live in a cold climate. The children were very excited by the lions in the safari park. Can you send me your article on endangered species in Africa? Good grief, those elephants are coming towards us. The men were running because there was a tiger behind them. Listening. Old MacDonald's farm. Listen to the sounds which farm animals make. There were some pigs in the pig pen. They were going oink, oink, oink. While the hen was sitting on its eggs, it went cluck, cluck, cluck. 
This morning at half past four, I heard the cock in the farm near my house. Cock-a-doodle-doo it went. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Pat threw some bread to the ducks, didn't you, Pat? And they went quack, 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 quack. There was this big turkey. It was walking across the farmyard. Gobble, 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 gobble. The cow looked at me for five minutes. Then it opened its mouth and went, Moo! Moo! There were sheep everywhere. The only thing you could hear was baa, 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 baa. Yesterday when I was jogging, I heard a noise behind me. Woof, woof. When I came down the stairs, the cat came to meet me. Meow, meow. Listen to the song and sing if you want to. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. And on that farm he had some pigs, E-I-E-I-O. With an oink oink here and an oink oink there. Here an oink, there an oink, everywhere an oink oink. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. And on that farm he had some hens, E-I-E-I-O. With a cluck cluck here and a cluck cluck there. Here a cluck, there a cluck, everywhere a cluck cluck. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. And on that farm he had some ducks, E-I-E-I-O. With a quack quack here and a quack quack there. Here a quack, there a quack, everywhere a quack quack. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. And on that farm he had some cows, E-I-E-I-O. With a moo-moo here and a moo-moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Conversation on Safari. I got some really good shots of the zebra. Look, there are some giraffes as well. Where? Over there, to the west, near the trees. I must get them on video too. Keep filming, Moira. They won't believe this at home. Use the zoom. OK. Good grief. What's wrong? I don't believe it. I can see some penguins. Penguins? You can't be serious. I am. There are some penguins over there. Look. You're right. Where do they come from? They're from the Antarctic, aren't they? I know that, but what are they doing here in Africa? I don't know. Perhaps they migrate here. Penguins don't migrate. They can't fly. What are they doing? Well, some of them are diving into a waterhole. I think they're looking for fish. We can't leave them there. They're going to die. What do you suggest doing? Why don't you call the warden of the park on the radio telephone? That's a good idea. Hello? Warden? Uh, yes, I have some incredible news. There are some penguins here in the park. That's right. Uh, I'm sorry, could you say that again, please? Uh, just a moment. How many are there? I think there are about 50. Uh, hello? There are about 50. Yes. Us. Are, are you sure? OK. What did he say? Well, I couldn't hear him very well. I think the battery in the Jeep is low. He says we've got to go over there and get them. Does he know where they're from? Yes. They escaped from Nairobi Zoo last night. And we've got to get them. That's right and takes them to the warden's headquarters. Uh-oh! What's wrong? You needn't worry about going to get them. Why? What can you see? They're coming to get us. The rhinoceros and the elephants are annoyed by them. They're coming towards us. The penguins or the rhinoceros or the elephants? The penguins and the rhinoceros and the elephants. Estimated time of arrival? Two minutes. Oh, my God. Quick, into the Jeep. Jack, let's go. Jack, let's go. I can't start the Jeep. I think the battery's flat. Oh, my God. 
I got some really good shots of the zebra. Look, there are some giraffes as well. Where? Over there, to the west, near the trees. I must get them on video too. Keep filming, Moira. They won't believe this at home. Use the zoom. OK. Good grief. What's wrong? I don't believe it. I can see some penguins. Penguins? You can't be serious. I am. There are some penguins over there. Look. You're right. Where do they come from? They're from the Antarctic, aren't they? I know that. But what are they doing here in Africa? I don't know. Perhaps they migrate here. Penguins don't migrate. They can't fly. What are they doing? Well, some of them are diving into a waterhole. I think they're looking for fish. We can't leave them there. They're going to die. What do you suggest doing? Why don't you call the warden of the park on the radio telephone? That's a good idea. Hello, warden? Yes, I have some incredible news. There are some penguins here in the park. That's right. I'm sorry, could you say that again, please? Just a moment. How many are there? I think there are about 50. Hello? There are about 50. Yes. Us? Are you sure? OK. What did he say? Well, I couldn't hear him very well. I think the battery in the Jeep is low. He says we've got to go over there and get them. Does he know where they're from? Yes. They escaped from Nairobi Zoo last night. And we've got to get them. That's right. And take them to the warden's headquarters. Uh-oh. What's wrong? You needn't worry about going to get them. Why? What can you see? They're coming to get us. The rhinoceros and the elephants are annoyed by them. They're coming towards us. The penguins or the rhinoceros or the elephants? The penguins and the rhinoceros and the elephants. Estimated time of arrival? Two minutes. Oh, my God. Quick, into the jeep. Jack, let's go. Jack, let's go. I can't start the jeep. I think the battery's flat. Oh, my God. Jack! Unit 57. Speaking. A trip to the mountains. Listen carefully to these sentences. Remember to pronounce the second A in avalanche with the sound of the A in arm. I was wondering how to get off the rock face when I heard the sound of an avalanche. Susie fell on the ice and broke her sunglasses. Can you remember how to put the hood on this anorak? I can't decide which bobble hat to buy. You didn't forget to bring your earmuff, did you? 
You must learn how to break the ice with people. Your company's skating on thin ice. It's nearly bankrupt. His big smile cuts no ice with me, I'm afraid. During the course, we learned how to drive on icy roads. Be careful. There's a lot of black ice on the pavement. During the night, Jack Frost had hung icicles on the windows. Dad showed us how to make a snowman. My silly husband had forgotten how to put the snow chains on the car. I didn't know how to stop, so I fell down a crevice. In these sentences, the speakers are American. Don't pronounce the R in Parker and Blizzard. Someone had put snowballs in the pockets of my Parker. We were driving through a blizzard near Wolf Point when the car broke down. I want to know how to get to the Allegheny Mountains. We'll have to keep our trip to the mountains on ice, I'm afraid. I'm snowed under with work at the moment. Did you find out when to get tickets for the trip to the Blue Ridge Mountains? Speaking. The Peast. In these sentences and dialogues, listen carefully to the sound of the D at the end of the adjectives. Then repeat them. I was rather surprised to see William on the ski jump, but I wasn't surprised to see him in hospital the day after. Next year's World Ski Jumping Championship is in Berchtesgaden, Austria. Sheila was horrified to see her brother with her ski poles. I find that hard to believe. He always asks, doesn't he? I was amazed to find Jenny's ski boots in the boot of my car. Yes, she is apt to forget things. Excuse me, you've just stuck your ski stick in my eye. Sorry, they're rather awkward to use. Roland was glad to meet Veronica on the piste again. Yes, he finds it impossible to miss her, doesn't he? I don't know another man who goes to Paris just to buy ski goggles, do you? No, I'm inclined to think he's rather rich. Don't you think downhill skiing's much better than cross-country skiing? I don't know. It's hard to say. Why aren't you willing to lend Simon your goggles? Because he's bound to lose them. I was astonished to see Jack in the men's slalom. He's only been skiing a week. Well, he is liable to be a bit silly sometimes. Your wife has just bought the most expensive ski suit in Kstad. I hope she's prepared to pay for it. I was rather reluctant to go down the ski jump the first time. Why? Because I didn't think I was good enough to do it. It was helpful of you to lend me your ski poles. Don't mention it. The slalom is due to take place in ten minutes' time. Are we too late to get a place? I'm rather anxious to get down from here. Why? I've just heard an odd noise from the top of the cable car. We have to take a chairlift to the glacier and then we have to take a ski lift to the slopes. I'm sorry, I'm rather unwilling to do that. Why? Chairlifts make me scared. Speaking. What a way to climb a mountain. Now listen to these sentences. Pay attention to the pronunciation of the ING at the end of mountaineering, climbing and astonishing. His refusal to climb the rock face was rather strange. 
His wish to go mountaineering last weekend made his wife extremely miserable. I'm looking for a pair of shoes to go rock climbing with. It looks like a good day to do a little ice climbing. That's an extraordinary way to go snow climbing. That's a mad way to use a rope. That's an odd way to use a pick. That's a funny way to use an ice axe. What a way to put a safety helmet on. Free climbing is a really astonishing way to climb a mountain. That's a pointless way to put a peat on in a rock face. Hillary and Tenzing were the two mountaineers who climbed Everest in 1953. Speaking. Where's your Bob, Bob? Now listen to these sentences and dialogues, and then repeat. Pay attention to the intonation. Tim can't play ice hockey, but his brother can. Maggie doesn't know how to skate, and neither does her brother. When we were in the mountains, we went ice skating every day. Here's the British two-man bobsled team. Rod Geffen is the brakeman, and Steve Race is the steersman. I haven't got any ice skates, and nor has Frank. How much does an ice hockey puck weigh? Last year's ice yachting championships were in Calgary. Where's the bobsleigh, Bob? He comes on a big sleigh every Christmas. You can rent sledges from that man over there. Mum, those big boys have broken my toboggan. You're not a very good ice hockey player, are you? No, but my brother is. I can't play curling. Neither can I. Listening. Ski jumping's astonishing. Listen carefully to these sentences. Pay careful attention to the sound of the ING. While I was wondering how to get off the rock face, I heard the sound of an avalanche. Your company is skating on really thin ice. It's nearly bankrupt. During the course, we learned how to drive on black ice. We were driving through a blizzard near Wolf Point when we had a puncture. Last year's World Ski Jumping Championship was in Yugoslavia, wasn't it? Don't you think downhill skiing is a lot better than cross-country skiing? Why aren't you willing to lend Simon your ski suit? I'm looking for a good pair of boots to go rock climbing with. It looks like a good day to do a little mountaineering. That's an astonishing way to go snow climbing. I think this year's ice yachting championships are in Sweden. I'm really terrible at curling. Listening. Inclined to be amazed. Now listen carefully to these sentences. Pay attention when there is the letter D at the end of a word. Susie fell on the ice and broke her sunglasses. Roland was glad to meet Veronica on the piste again. I was rather surprised to see William on the ski jump. But I wasn't surprised to see him in hospital the day after. I was amazed to find Jenny's ski boots in the boot of my car. I'm inclined to think that man in the blue ski suit's rather rich. I was astonished to see Jack in the men's slalom. He's only been skiing a week. His wish to go mountaineering last weekend made his wife extremely miserable. Sheila was horrified to see her brother with her ski poles. I find that hard to believe. He always asks, doesn't he? Excuse me, you've just stuck your ski stick in my eye. Sorry, they're rather awkward to use. Don't you think ice yachting is better than ice skating? I don't know. It's hard to say. Your wife has just bought the most expensive ski suit in Gestard. I hope she's prepared to pay for it. Conversation. Pilchard and the Petons. 
My God, it's freezing. Don't worry, Pilchard. We're almost there. How, how far is it? Well, there's this rock face. Then we have to go over the South Col, along the Haircomb, and up the chimney to the summit ridge. Oh, five minutes climbing. Why did I come up here with you? I knew I wasn't good enough to climb this rock face and in a blizzard like this. Come on, Pilchard. It'll make a man of you. Could you pass me a piton? A piton? Yes, you know, a piton. Those metal things to put in rock faces. I haven't got any. What? This morning I said to you, don't forget to put the pitons in your rucksack. Now where are they? I left them at the hotel. That's marvellous. We're hanging on the north face of the Eiger in a blizzard like a couple of turkeys in a deep freeze. And you've forgotten the pitons. Sorry, Jack. What are we going to do now? Well, this face is too difficult to climb without pitons. So we're going to go down again. And you won't find it difficult to imagine what I'm going to do to you when we get back to the hotel, Pilchard. Uh, can I go first? My God, it's freezing. Don't worry, Pilchard. We're almost there. How far is it? Well... There's this rock face. Then we have to go over the South Col, along the Hare Cum, and up the chimney to the summit ridge. Oh, five minutes climbing. Why did I come up here with you? I knew I wasn't good enough to climb this rock face and in a blizzard like this. Come on, Pilchard. It'll make a man of you. Could you pass me a piton? A piton? Yes, you know, a piton. Those metal things to put in rock faces. I haven't got any. What? This morning I said to you, don't forget to put the pitons in your rucksack. Now where are they? I left them at the hotel. That's marvellous. We're hanging on the north face of the Eiger in a blizzard like a couple of turkeys in a deep freeze, and you have forgotten the pitons. Sorry, Jack. What are we going to do now? Well, this face is too difficult to climb without pitons. So we're going to go down again, and you won't find it difficult to imagine what I'm going to do to you when we get back to the hotel, Pilchard. Uh... Can I go first? Pilchard and the Death Gully Beast. And last year I went ski jumping at Berchtesgarten. Did you? Isn't that rather difficult to do? No, it was nothing. How far did you jump? 94 metres. Why? And the year before, I won first prize in the slalom at the amateur championships in St. Moritz. First prize? Yes. Ingmar said I was very good. Ingmar Stenmark? Yes, that's right. He was amazed to see me in action. He said I was the best amateur champion for 25 years. That's incredible. Look, why don't we try that black piece together? Uh, do you mean the Death Gully piece? Yes, that's right. Well, I'm awfully sorry. I'd love to, but I have to get back to my hotel. Oh, dear. Why? Because my friend Jack is coming this afternoon. We're going to climb the north face of the Eiger tomorrow. Really? Yes. We tried it last year, but Jack couldn't make it. I hope he's been practising. And last year, I went ski-jumping at Berchtesgarten. Did you? Isn't that rather difficult to do? No, it was nothing. How far did you jump? 94 metres. My goodness! And the year before, I won first prize in the slalom at the amateur championships in St Moritz. First prize? Yes. Ingmar said I was very good. Ingmar Stenmark? 
Yes, that's right. He was amazed to see me in action. He said I was the best amateur champion for 25 years. That's incredible. Look, why don't we try that black piece together? Uh, do you mean the Death Gully piece? Yes, that's right. Well, I'm awfully sorry. I'd love to, but I have to get back to my hotel. Oh dear, why? Because my friend Jack is coming this afternoon. We're going to climb the north face of the Eiger tomorrow. Really? Yes, we tried it last year, but Jack couldn't make it. I hope he's been practicing. Bigfoot. Have you ever done any cross-country skiing before? Yes. I was at Snowmass Village last year. Did you like it? Yes, but something very strange happened. Really? Yes, I didn't go on my own. I went with a friend. And one day, we found a big footprint in the snow. How big was it? Oh, about 17 inches. Uh, 17 inches? Yes, my friend said it was a big foot. A big foot? Yes, but that's ridiculous. Everybody knows that they don't exist. Have you ever done any cross-country skiing before? Yes, I was at Snowmass Village last year. Did you like it? Yes, but something very strange happened. Really? Yes, I didn't go on my own. I went with a friend, and one day we found a big footprint in the snow. How big was it? Oh, about 17 inches. Seventeen inches? Yes. My friend said it was a Bigfoot. A Bigfoot? Yes, but that's ridiculous. Everybody knows that they don't exist. Listening exercise. That's a mad way to climb a mountain. They used to go ice yachting every month. Get out of my life, she said. He told me he had been skiing in New England. He couldn't write novels very well, and neither could his brother. You get used to his poetry very quickly. The crevice was too wide to cross, and I couldn't stop. I was surprised to find her ski pole in my left ear. He won third prize for his new play. Jennifer, our oldest sow, had 24 piglets last night. The first game of ice hockey was played on the 25th of December 1855 at Kingston in Canada, and the sport quickly became very popular. In 1908, the International Ice Hockey Federation was established and just 12 years later, the first world championships took place. The champions, of course, were Canada. Since then, Canada has won the championship 25 times, followed by Russia, who have won the championship 21 times. Ice hockey, like every other sport, has its heroes. Wayne Gretzky, for example, who scored 92 goals and 238 points in 1981. Or Gordy Howe, who scored 1,071 goals from 1946 to 1980. It also has its curiosities. In 1936, for example, the Detroit Red Wings and the Montreal Maroons played for nearly three hours. The winning goal and the only goal was scored by the Red Wings after two hours and 56 minutes.